Afroverdict, brought to you by Sputnik Africa. Hello and welcome to Afroverdict with your host Victor Anakin. Today I have the honor of speaking to Her Excellency Monica Mutswangwa, Zimbabwe's Minister of Information, Publicity and Broadcasting, to discuss BRICS, Zimbabwe's successes despite the unilateral Western sanctions and Russia-Zimbabwe cooperation. Her Excellency Monica Mutswangwa served as Deputy President of the Southern African Development Community Parliamentary Forum for five years. She was also an ambassadorial diplomat in Beijing, China for five years, where she was the President of the African Diplomats' Wives Association. Before Zimbabwe became a republic, Monica Mutswangwa joined the army, underwent military training, and fought between 1976 and 1979 during the Zimbabwe War of Independence. Your Excellency, welcome to Afro Verdict. Zimbabwe was among the African countries that have expressed interest in joining the BRICS nations, according to Christopher Mutswangwa, spokesman for the ruling African National Union Patriotic Front. Yesterday, Ethiopia applied to join BRICS, and so have Algeria and Egypt a few weeks before that. What do you think is the reason for the increased interest towards BRICS, and what can BRICS give to African countries, and what can African countries give to BRICS? I thank you so much, Victor. Uh, certainly, you can see there is an increased interest in joining BRICS, and this obviously has been necessitated by its leading transparency and favorable trade conditions. Uh, also, adding to that, it doesn't impose restrictions on countries to which they trade with. Hence, ideologies promising to Africa's emerging economies. You don't want to trade with people who give, who puts a, a bans on sanctions at, a, a willy-nilly. So BRICS, it offers African countries support also in technology, pharmaceuticals, and resources to exploit our raw materials. So, for, in, for instance, Victor, in Zimbabwe, we have the biggest iron and steel plant, which is under construction at Manize. Which in Vuma, which is about 140 kilometers from the capital city of Harare, this uh, big steel company is being built by a Chinese well-known company called Tsingshan. So, with this, what this means is Russian investors can come to Zimbabwe for production of downstream equipment. Russia is very well known for for steel uh, production of aeroplane engines and other uh, uh, requires requirements in the large supply of iron and steel. And so we can see good things happening. And uh, if I go further, I'm actually excited as a war veteran myself. I fought for the liberation struggle of this country. And I know our relationship with, with Russia has come a very long way. And we know that uh, we have continued to deepen our relationship. So this gives us an opportunity to even deepen economic ties. And uh, after all, Zimbabwe and Russia, we are all under illegal sanctions. And uh, we have always been grateful for Russia's support. Uh, Russia and China, if I mention, in 2008, they vetoed the UN Security Council Chapter 7. If you remember, if uh, uh, this this chapter seven actually sought full mandatory sanctions on Zimbabwe, and if Russia and countries like China had not stood by Zimbabwe, it would have really been disaster for our country. Uh, again, I think there is much more where our two countries can collaborate. So clearly, col- collaboration among the countries that make up BRICS will really create a balanced 
global order. And if I may just go further, uh, you know, I, I, I speak like uh, historically, uh, the what uh, Russia has done for Zimbabwe in building the excellent relationships and in also helping us uh, during the very uh, tough uh, armed struggle, uh, just to attest to the fact that uh, Russia did a lot to this country. Uh, up to today, I think we have 20% of our generals who were trained in Russia. So we are really ready to deepen our relationships, and in this case, our economic ties. And the advantages of BRICS anyway is that Europe and America, they have a very small population when you compare with the BRICS. They re, that, so that's an advantage to African countries. Also, uh, BRICS is a big trading community which has got advantages of youth dividend. And uh, this bodes very well with the future. Besides, uh, BRICS countries are geographically near to us and hence present more opportunities for closer cooperation. And then when it comes to agriculture, Zimbabwe can supply a lot of fruits to BRICS countries, uh, including Russia. So we are very, uh, the advantages of joining BRICS is clearly there for most African countries, and in particular Zimbabwe. Thank you, Minister Maswanga. We'll be waiting for those fruits, definitely, especially as we are will be heading into uh, autumn soon. Commenting on the growing interest towards BRICS, Sergei Lavrov declared that the goal of the West is to prevent the expansion of BRICS. Do you share this opinion? Well, commenting on that, yes, I certainly do. Recently, South Africa has been threatened with sanctions for aligning and trading with Russia. China has been in constant fights with the United States of America as the yen is consistently gaining strength on the foreign exchange market. And of course, the yen is becoming the most preferred global currency. Having Russian banks cut off from the SWIFT by the European Union was another move to try and disempower BRICS as Russia would not be able to make payments to countries that it trades with her. But however, Russia managed to maneuver. An African delegation has recently met with Vladimir Putin to discuss a peace initiative on Ukraine. To what extent have you followed the development of this mission? Well, let me say as a country and as a world, I think that's how it should be. We do not want war, especially war between some people and between brothers and sisters. So we support the African Union for seeking peace and opening trade. We hope that a peaceful resolution will be arrived at to end the suffering of innocent civil civilians, of course. And remember, we went through a very tough armed struggle. We know what it is like and uh, what it has taught us is, is better to actually always find an end to suffering of innocent civilians. The end to hostilities can only be arrived at, however, when peace brokers are given an opportunity to do their work without interference. That's how I look at it. And how do you see the, the future prospects for the mission, which intends to continue working to find a solution to the conflict? Well, I can't comment on what is happening at IU level, uh, but like I said, we are really, uh, uh, we appreciate the effort and uh, because we need peace in the region, we need peace globally. So we appreciate the efforts which are being done. 
Thank you, ma'am. Speaking of the Ukrainian conflict, at the moment, the logistical chains of delivering grain and fertilizers have been disrupted since Western sanctions were imposed on Russia. Have you felt the consequences thereof? Let me say, uh, Victor, Ukraine conflicts impacted uh, the whole world, with Zimbabwe also included, where the impact has been felt through price hikes, supply chain disruptions, and a general deterioration of macroeconomic and living conditions, especially for the vulnerable sections of the society, including migrant households. However, through the presidential input scheme in command agriculture, which was introduced by our president of the Second Republic, Dr. Emerson Dambuzo Munangagwa, Zimbabwe has witnessed positive results. We have achieved the largest wheat harvest in 2022 that reached 375,000 tons, making Zimbabwe a self-sufficient agricultural power. And this broke a half-century-old record by being able to cover more than a year's consumption. And again, through programs Uh, like uh, Fumbuza, which is agricultural proof, uh, climate proof agriculture, which we term in Zimbabwe Fumbuza in Twasa. Zimbabwe has managed to achieve food sustainability per household and is now looking forward to export to other countries. So we have really achieved food security in our country, which is a very, a very good thing. And uh, the people of Zimbabwe are actually will never go hungry. I'm very glad to hear that, ma'am. Since the Ukrainian conflict, the logistical chains of delivering grain and fertilizer have been disrupted. What possible solutions to this problem are there? Well, the truth of the matter is that uh, there has been the conflict, as I said. It has affected us in many respects. But uh, we are now looking at uh, Russian companies also looking in, uh, into investing into Zimbabwe. We do have, uh, we are self-sufficient in our food now, but certainly we need more fertilizers and other inputs. And we know the, the Russians are very good at uh, producing fertilizer and other agriculture, uh, uh, the inputs which are required for agriculture. And this will be, uh, gives us a good opportunity for Russian companies to come to Zimbabwe, we do have uh, some of the inputs for producing fertilizer, for example, phosphorus in, in, in uh, we have lots of those in, in, in one region in, in many places in Zimbabwe. So this also brings an opportunity for investors coming from Russia to Zimbabwe, considering the good relationships between the two countries. Yes, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, the Russian side would love that too. But considering the the obstacles presented by the sanctions that are imposed on Russia in terms of the methods of delivery of the fertilizers. What possible way, alternative ways of delivery do you think could be managed? Well, Zimbabwe and Russia has very, has very good relationships. We should start looking at, uh, how I know the sanctions which have been imposed on Russia, uh, then uh, they can't really export at the moment uh, to these to other countries. But we have to find ways of making sure, as a country, we have done our best to make sure that that's why we are food self-sufficiency at the moment. We would like, obviously, these sanctions to be removed 
so that at least we can act because the fertilizer which we are accessing at the moment is much more uh, expensive and we would like to really produce together with the Russian uh, companies so that at least our fertilizers can actually go down in terms of the price. And I think the most important thing, as I said, is to find alternative payment systems. Warm greetings to those of you that have just tuned in. This is your host, Victor Anakin, and you're listening to Afro Verdict brought to you by Sputnik Africa. Her Excellency Minister Mutswangwa here has described the way Zimbabwe, despite experiencing devastating sanctions, was able to deal with the crisis and become a self-sufficient agricultural powerhouse through programs like Fumvudza, which is a governmental climate-proof agriculture program aimed at producing wheat. You mentioned that Zimbabwe's wheat harvest for 2022 was the largest in 50 years, which basically makes Zimbabwe self-sufficient in the agricultural sector. How could this model that Zimbabwe used help and be applied specifically to other African countries? I am very happy to tell you, Victor, that uh, our president has been invited to sell so many platforms in the African continent to speak about uh, this success story of the climate-proof agriculture. So we really would like to share this experience with our African countries. And so because it's important for the whole continent to be food self-sufficient. And we as government have given extensive support to private individuals to produce large quantities of wheat, and also the support has been in the form of farm implements. So we would like really to get more, you know, when you work together as Africa and when investors like Russian investors, when they come to produce fertilizers in Zimbabwe, we don't just want them to produce for Zimbabwe as a, as a country, but produce for the region, make Zimbabwe a hub when, where other African countries can actually benefit by getting cheaper and uh, good uh, uh, farm implements and also fertilizers and all inputs which are required to so that we, we as a whole continent, we can be self-sufficient in terms of food. Thank you, Honorable Minister. And sticking to the same topic, Russian authorities said last year that Zimbabwe had asked Russia to increase its wheat imports and start supplying oil products. Is there any progress in this direction? Oh, yes. Zimbabwe will continue to explore possible areas of cooperation whilst at the same time seeking self-sufficiency in areas where we have capacity. We can't sit back. We always think outside the box. When you know Zimbabwe, uh, illegal sanctions have been imposed on our country, but we have not sat back and cried and said there's nothing we can do. But rather, as a government, uh, we have always uh, found alternative ways of uh, surviving. So certainly, yes, we will continue working hard to make sure that uh, we cooperate with other progressive countries to make sure that we have this uh, sufficiency. In 2002, you said that the relations between Russia and Zimbabwe have a great future. And at the same time, Sergei Lavrov has visited a number of African states within a year. What can this intensification of contacts give to our countries? Well, look, uh, Zimbabwe and Russia have a lot of mutually beneficial growth potential opportunities. And uh, certainly 
This is all the effort you've seen delegations coming from Russia going at official level, at uh, uh, corporate level, because there are a lot of potential opportunities that the two countries can explore. We need to cooperate and use, for example, I'm talking as a Minister of Information, Publicity and Broadcasting Services. We need to cooperate and use Russian satellite systems for broadcasting and just not solely depend on Western satellite systems. Our people need to know each other. As I indicated earlier, the Zimbabwe is building one of the largest steel plants in Africa. There are opportunities of cooperation there because we know how Russia is well known for its steel and foundries. There are also opportunities because we own our land in this country. So there are opportunities of joint partnerships or joint ventures in farming, citrus, macadamia nuts, and whilst we can use gold and other alternative digital payments to bypass the American SWIFT. Russia is long winters, so we need to sign protocols for horticulture and uh, more specifically macadamia, which is the golden nut. Also, in terms of tourism, Zimbabwe can become an alternative tourist destination for a lot of uh, our good uh, brothers and sisters because we are friendly and this will improve also people-to-people relationships. Then broadcasting. Russia is very well known in space satellite technology. We can cooperate more in broadcast and telecoms so that our people are more progressive and also we carry the right and correct content for our people. We have talked about how good you are in fertilizer production and I've talked about how Zimbabwe has got phosphorus, which is the biggest input in fertilizer production. So again, we want to encourage joint partnerships. And uh, this will be done on on win-win conditions. So really, there are too many areas of cooperation and there is all the reasons why Russia and Zimbabwe should explore to mutually our benefits. Thank you very much, Honorable Minister. Zimbabwe recently announced plans to double its energy production by 2025. And last year, the country signed an agreement with Russia to train personnel for peaceful nuclear cooperation. How could Russia's experience in nuclear power help develop the industry in Zimbabwe? Once again, Victor, Russia will assist us with machinery and equipment because you are well developed, you have well developed technologies for nuclear. And so we do want uh, that kind of uh, uh, assistance in the development of reliable energy energy sources. Considering the growing demand for power in the productive industries and for domestic use, you know, the Second Republic is transforming this economy, which has always been an economy which catered for a few minority. But because our government is looking at making sure that we empower each and every Zimbabwean, and you know, the mantra of our president is not to leave any place or anyone behind. So the importance of uh, growing or for making sure that we have reliable energy sources is very, very critical as we transform our economy. That way we can reach the vision 2030, which is what the Second Republic is all about, lifting everyone's uh, standards of living to the upper middle income society. So this is some um, another area 
of cooperation. Thank you very much, ma'am. And this April, Russia and Zimbabwe agreed to establish a center for open education in the Russian language and Russian language training, as well as to work together to develop secondary and higher education. Is there any development regarding this cooperation? Well, if already an MOU was signed, what is important is for make for the rele- relevant ministry to implement together with your relevant with your ministry in or, or institution in your country, and this is a very good thing. And I, I this I would be happy for you to talk to the minister who is in charge of higher and teacher education in our country. I'm sure we'd definitely love to do that as well. At the moment, there's just under a month left until the Russia-Africa summit. From Zimbabwe's point of view, what priority issues should be raised during the discussions? Yeah, Victor, uh, from Zimbabwe's point of view, priority issues to be discussed should be on digital technologies. You know, and that is very, very interesting to us as a Ministry of Information, Publicity and Broadcasting Services and as a government. And also issues on medicine, energy, I can't overemphasize that. I've already spoken about it, uh, especially the renewable energy and also infrastructure development, then modern and high-tech extraction and processing of our so many mineral resources. I spoke earlier on about agriculture. We have the rich soils, fertile and good weather, good climate throughout the year to produce horticulture, citrus, all these uh, uh, very required uh, products in your country. And also look at oil and gas exploration. You know that uh, just two months ago, uh, a company which is drilling wells in the northern part of our country has actually uh, uh, confirmed that we do have oil in our country. So certainly, uh, all these, as well as other science and education for economic development, will be really priority issues to discuss. Thank you, ma'am. And tell me, is Mr. President planning to attend the summit this year? Well, certainly this is very important, but again, I, I do not have the, the diary of the president at, the, at this point in time. But uh, certainly this is very good and to always give Zimbabwe a good opportunity to, to, to attend and benefit at the highest level. Thank you so much, Your Excellency, for joining us here on Afro Verdict. It was such a pleasure and honor to have you here with us. I'm sure our listeners will absolutely love to hear your opinion on the matters that we have discussed. Thank you so much, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, Victor. And that was Monica Mutswangwa, Zimbabwe's Minister of Information, Publicity and Broadcasting, who believes in the strong and friendly relations between Russia and Zimbabwe and that this will lead to more areas of cooperation, such as agriculture, technology, science and trade. She also highlighted the importance of using Russian satellite systems in order to reduce dependence on Western technology. Dear listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new. Don't forget that you can listen to our AfterVerdict podcast on multiple platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Pocket Casts, EveryPods, CastBox, and Deezer. Check out our Sputnik Africa Telegram channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account to always be up to date on local and global events. Stay safe, dear friends, and until next time. Afro Verdict. Brought to you by Sputnik Africa.